0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.
1: This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, the House of Black makes their return. L.A. Knight is going to officially face Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Okada shows up on Dynamite. Impact Wrestling is back to TNA, and they have a great Bound for Glory show. That and
2: a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast. I saw that Okada shit. I thought somebody made that shit up. I really didn't even think it was real until, like, Wednesday night. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, welcome to the Band
1: for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Big Papa Dump. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting directly across from me, we have... Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCP?
2: I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more beefers I come across, the more five stars I see. And the funny part about your A.K.A. is the joke, that he, the, the story that he told before we even got on the air. That's what made it even great. Irony is a great part of life. You got to love it. And on that lovely note, I'll ask your congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Bag of Ringside Podcast, volume 331. Chapter three, verse 14 in the good, smart, saith hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy training of BFR. Uh, you know, just talking a little wrestling, you know, go make some jokes, smoke some weed, have some laughs, you know, the usual.
1: And out there in Portland, Oregon, making his triumphant return, we have three beers, Zach Coleman. What's going on, three
2: beers, Zach? BFR West is in uh, Just your
3: typical Thursday, uh, just outside in elementary school Watching some girls sports uh, My my daughter is one of the girls So um not just uh, Recreational God. activity for me uh, so. Welcome back And sitting to my
1: right We
0: have Vice What's going on, Vice? What's up, guys? I had to, had to listen to you guys Talk about uh, jokes for the past two weeks turn around, turn around talk about puns Like I ain't got none Which I think I've sold them all
1: uh, so we have a, the gang is all here. We have a pretty standard week of wrestling, oh, you know, shit. not not super newsworthy, but as always, there was a fuck ton of it. And then you throw in Bound for Glory. There was a fuck ton of it. Uh, I didn't even watch any of the New Japan uh, Super Juniors Shit, but there is a fuck <laughs> ton I
2: don't of give a wrestling. Fuck about that.
1: <laughs> I just don't. I, how much fucking time do I have? I didn't even mention that we got Osprey versus uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, which <laughs> stole the show at a tremendous bound for glory. So oh, uh, let's not fuck around anymore. Without further ado, <laughs> let's get to that recount. We're
2: back. <laughs>
1: JCB, kick it off. I don't off.
2: even know what the fuck I want to talk about. Fuck it, I'm just going to stick to the script. Just go go from there. We're just going to talk some WWE off the jump. Um, LA Night, uh, obviously the one of the big stories from WWE proper. He is getting his WWE title match at Crown Jewel versus Roman Reigns. Uh, make sure I'm thinking this right. That came out last Friday, so Friday night. That was a, a big point of discussion where now L.A. Knight is in the Catbird seat. What to do next? Heyman and L.A. Knight had a nice little um, opening segment where L.A. Knight just basically punked Paul Heyman out and basically said, tell your boy I'm coming for him. So in this scenario, it is a done deal. We've got LA Knight versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel, once again, feels like it's going to set up to be a nice little show. You got that. Seth and Drew, uh, Damian Priest, and Cody Rhodes just got announced on Monday night. I'm sure I'm missing a couple more matches, uh, the women's uh, five-way match. So it's just on name value alone loaded hard for Saudi Arabia. Uh, Zach, since you got limited time, I'll let you talk about uh, LA Knight becoming the number one contender and crown jewel if you want to. Uh,
3: just to start off, I just want to say that sports watching works. Um, I, it took me like, what, uh, not long, I remember I canceled my WWE Network because of the Saudi Arabia show after the, um, the journalist uh, killing. And then now I'm just like, oh, I'm super pissed I'm busy on Saturday and I don't get to watch the premium live event live in the morning while I fold laundry. So um, <laughs> I'm always looking, at these, looking forward to these shows now. So uh, fuck me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's worth watching work. Um, I don't know. LA Knight uh, is a fun contender. Good for him. I don't think anybody in the world thinks he's actually going to win, except Maybe a few Vincels out there, like, get butt hurt whenever their favorite guy loses. But your favorite guy shouldn't always be champion. Uh, LA Knight's entertaining, but, like, I'm actually kind of worried that he's going to have a good match. Um, he's kind of mid in the ring. He can do some Ooh. fun stuff. That that jump to the top rope, like, for the superplex is a fun spot. But um, he's not on, like, Roman's level. He's not a main event wrestling guy. He's got a good personality, and he's a veteran. But um, I don't know if he's, like, Super big show main event material. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take because he's so popular right now. But
2: yeah, I would say that's a bit of a hot take. <laughs>
1: I
3: mean, <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll give you a hot take. Uh, he is mid. Oh! And he is on Roman Reigns level because that motherfucker's been in the <laughs> ring also. <laughs>
3: I did take
1: a big pop and dump right on <laughs> that. <kid>. That's right. I agree, but listen, Zach. Uh, let me ask you though. Um, La Knight, he's a journeyman. Uh, he's been, you know, he's the type of guy that likes to say, "I'm an overnight success story," and overnight took twenty years. Uh, but the moment doesn't seem too big for him he was leading off smackdown on fox uh with paul heyman one of the best to ever do it in the ring and he seemed very comfortable with it it wasn't it's not like they're pushing a guy who is in over his head
3: no you're right about that he, he definitely held it in. and i really liked their their face-off segment whenever roman came back um that's stuff, a that stuff's good yeah totally i just think about the big show like the the fifteen to twenty minutes or whatever they'll spend in the ring. But uh but yeah, leading up and everything. Yeah, you're right. He's absolutely holding his own. What else, Jason?
2: Um just because I was looking at the notes, I want to jump towards the end because the SmackDown uh show wasn't really packed with matches, but more so of a storyline SmackDown. KO had a Nice little sit-down segment to figure out what's next for KO, because that is a big story. He is on the side of SmackDown now. You would probably think another Roman Reigns match would be in play. It would be almost beneath him to go for the uh, the U.S. title at this point. So we're just kind of seeing what's next for uh, KO. He doesn't know necessarily what's next for him, but he is on that side. So... There's you have a impact guy, a main event player, and Kevin Owens. He's not going to be in the mid card, is my guess. Your guess for what's next for KO, Zach?
3: I would assume after LA Night that uh, Owens is the contender to kind of get us through the WrestleMania season. I don't see the night thing continuing on. It'll just be kind of over and done, but. KO. It's been a while. You know
2: they can circle back to it. KO is definitely a main event guy. Charlotte EO for the uh, the women's title. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. Oh uh, I, I
1: didn't
2: I didn't know if you were going to I was pile just, on or I not. I was just
1: taking the drag of the cigarette. Um, there are rumors that Randy Orton is set to return around Survivor Series time, which is creeping on the come up. So I don't. I'll tell you what, KO versus Roman just doesn't excite me at all. Um I would rather see Roman and Randy Orton to be honest. I, I mean because if the the Roman thing doesn't really need anybody else and I and um you know, if you're looking for a blank canvas to have a feud, uh there is no blanker main event canvas than Randy Orton. Um I would rather see personally I think I'd rather see man I have no idea. I I guess I want him to flip heel. I guess I want KO to flip heel again. I mean, it's been a while since he's been a heel, right? He has not been a heel in a a year and a half, two years. I was going to say, it
0: feels like a year. Dude, put him in G5. The G1? Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) G5 is
2: uh, luxury. It feels much more relaxing than the G1. The G1 feels like shit. Just watching it, I'm like, God damn, I'm tired. Fuck. uh, Or or if Orton comes
1: back, KO flips heel, and then you have Orton versus KO. That's something I could get behind, too. What do you think about that, Zach?
3: That sounds pretty fun. Uh, I feel like... Put Norton in the main event is totally fine uh, right away. If you wanted to, he's that big of a star, but uh, he goes really well with, I mean, almost anybody. He will be kind of more of a baby face coming in initially, but he can do a quick heel turn if you need him to. Uh, also, so I imagine he probably would have been with Riddle if Riddle was still around. As far as like wrestling Riddle, like they would have teased them getting together and then done a feud, but.
2: Who knows? Yeah, big what if on that one for sure. Um, EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair in the main event of SmackDown for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. EO retains, but the bigger story obviously is the return of Bianca Belair. She comes in to help make the save after Damage Control begins to beat down Charlotte Flair post-match. I've always said that I've never understood the – the appeal of Charlotte, I guess, or the thought that Charlotte should be a baby face. Charlotte should never be a baby face. She just, it, and I'm not knocking Charlotte. I like Charlotte as a wrestler. It's not, you know, I'm not running down Charlotte as the talent. The, her character right now is not who she should be. She should be a heel, flat out, no bare bones about it. Just let her run rampant over the division. I'm. Not saying that literally, I'm just saying figuratively because she's the queen and that's what she typically does. I get Bianca making the save, that's fine, but I'm still, ultimately, I guess my point is I'm waiting for Charlotte to bite one of these motherfuckers in the ass, whether it's Bianca or EO or whomever it may be. Charlotte is on that fence of being, you know, babyface heel as far as I'm concerned. She doesn't need to be on the fence. Just kick her on the heel side and let her stay over there.
3: You say that because... Uh do you think she is a better heel or just because she's not likable?
2: It's both, actually. People d- genuinely do not like Charlotte Flair. Okay, that's fair. Lean into it. Do and people I think not she's a easily a better heel. Do
1: people not generally like Charlotte Flair? Oh, or yeah. do do we not generally like no, no, Charlotte I, Flair? It it seems no, that, like
2: when you say we, do you mean me? <laughs>
1: I mean me. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, you.
0: <laughs> I know. you. I know where I stand. Which is where? I He's heating
2: up. I was getting ready to say. I know what you're getting ready to say. I'm throwing the L you, goddammit. It's my turn. Shit. Get up there and duck that shit. We done um, it on
1: everybody this week. I'll admit I didn't watch I watched SmackDown and Raw today. It took me about forty five minutes to watch both. <laughs> and fifteen of those minutes were Logan Paul related. So um I didn't have to watch. I, I, I had no no illusions that Charlotte Flair was going to beat EO Sky. I was like, damage control is going to get involved. Bianca Belair will probably come back. That's exactly what happened. This,
2: <laughs> this Negro Dobbs <Davis> over here.
1: <laughs> I mean, just give me – I just want EO Sky to have like an actual defense – of her belt where she wins clean and doesn't need damage control. And if that comes from Charlotte or from her turning on Bailey and EO uh, facing Bailey and then beating Bailey, so be it. I hope that's something that happens, but I'm not really that interested in. I'm not really that that interested in this, uh, this storyline right now. It just seems very predictable and pretty pretty bland to me it's fucking
2: it's it's cena shit i, I will no i will agree on the fact that I, i'm waiting for eo to have a a queen title defense at some point speaking of cena are they trolling me by <laughs> by calling
1: him the greatest of all time you just like, now kept constantly kept,
2: you now just kept it on that but you know you, i'm like man hang on did rick flair die did yeah. Ric Flair die? Why? Oh, you know
1: what? I didn't even bring him up in the intro. I should have. We got yeah, Ric right? Flair this weekend, but um, yeah. So why, why do, they say it with such certainty. It's like seriously, that's what we're doing now. Oh yeah, that's what we doing. Fuck. Is that because we're headed towards another Cena versus Reigns? Because they said Cena's sticking around until the SAG uh, strike is done. So we can't be getting Cena versus Reigns again, are we? Is Cena going to take the belt off Reigns?
2: No, but I think... Is it still Cody? I think it's still Cody, but I think he can put Solo Sokol over in the intermediary time. Um, They crossed paths on SmackDown after John basically came out and made the, the wildest claim I think I've ever heard come out of his mouth saying that he hasn't won a TV match in over two years. I almost fell off my fucking chair when he said that shit. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like... Super Cena, you're shitting me! Uh, this has got to be a mistake. I never looked it up to even find out. It was pretty late, so I, did, you know, I was just boggled in the fact that he even had that stat and that seemingly is true. Now that being said, I don't think it, I'm not looking for him to break. the the tie with Rick, I'm looking for him to put Solo Sokoa over and make him feel like more of a main event monster heel that he ultimately he's going to be.
1: I did watch the Cena segment, uh, just so I could be prepared to shit on it. So before I go full big Papa dump on it, uh, Zach, what you, what you think about the, uh, John Cena, Solo Sokoa, uh, segment.
3: So, uh, I don't know, Hulu is not showing those abbreviated versions for me the last week or whatever, so I didn't get to watch. I I read uh, results for WWE because um, the uh, Hulu shit isn't, isn't on there for me.
1: It, the Cena segment really reminded me of... Remember that CM Punk segment where CM Punk came out and he was like real down on himself and then Ace Steel came out and talked him into it and then CM Punk just did a 180 and he's like, no, I'm going to do it and I'm going to win. I'm going to win it back for Moxley. That doesn't seem like, like, Cena was real down on himself. He was talking about retirement and then he turned into Black Preacher Cena like instantly. He's like, but I love hearing from y'all and I'm going to do it and nobody nobody can tell me no. The WWE Universe is behind me. I can do anything. I can fly. It was so fucking stupid. God bless America. God damn America.
3: I would love to hear him say
2: that. <laughs> John Cena gig one sixty on by Bill Fingy. Oh my god!
1: Jeez, Cena's doing look it. Look at again. the bench going hey
0: shit. Unbelievable,
1: man. God, he sucks so bad. But I do like the fact I do like the idea of him oh, putting Solo over. I do not like the idea of him beating Solo.
2: I don't think that he. Well, if he beats Solo, it's not the end of the world. Solo's losses have come to guys that have been booked relatively to ridiculously strong. So if John Cena is the third, so be it. I'm not going to sit up here and and lose you know, tears over this shit at this point. It's not like he's got a, some sort of under street defeat streak going. So, you know, I get you. He shouldn't be going over. Sola sola Sokoa. I will give you that. And I don't want to take over your
1: counter or anything here, Jason, but what do you think about, it looks like we're headed towards another raw versus SmackDown survivor series type deal they get nick aldis in there and immediately nick aldis is trading barbs with adam pierce kicks adam pierce out of smackdown because jay uso showed up um and adam pierce says let the games begin zach are we going to get a war games match at survivor series between raw and smackdown and if so because i think i know what you're going to say if so are we going – is it going to be actual factions or is it going to be a bunch of randos?
3: It's going to be red versus blues. They're going to bust out those generic uh, red raw shirts and the generic blue SmackDown shirts, and they're going to invade the uh, other uh, brand, and uh, you're going to see all the all the classics. Uh, but I don't know if they'll actually do that. I'm just joking, but they will definitely be – uh, Raw versus SmackDown seems like that's what we're going to.
1: Is there a chance that we get Nick Aldis versus Adam Pearce? Because actually, I think I'd be more. Be pretty wild. Actually, I think I'd be more into that. Nick Aldis is clearly here to wrestle, right? He's not hurt or anything, is he? I don't think he's here to
0: wrestle. I, I don't
3: think he's hurt, but I also don't think he's here to wrestle. I think uh, he's just uh, got a got a job. Which so is good for him.
0: He's that, like he's like a shortstop. He, he can do both. <laughs>
1: But why would they? Why would they bring a guy who was just wrestling, who was kind of wrestling at the top of his game recently? Are they just doing it like addition by subtraction
2: because they're that scared of Billy Corgan over there in NWA? No, Billy, Billy and Nick Aldis were not getting along. So I mean, at that point, it, really? It, no, it, it, fuck. Billy no. Corgan gets along with everybody. <laughs> Clearly not with uh, Nick, Along with Nick Aldis. Um, so that that split is, you know, by mutual, you know, fuck you, I don't like you. Well, fuck you, I don't like you, and get, I'm then I'm gone. So then, you know, Nick Aldis makes a quick pit stop over in Impact. We thought Nick Aldis was going. Well, at least I threw him out there as one of the guys that I thought would be in this year's Royal Rumble. So I mean, we've it took nine months, but I mean, he's here. I just don't think he he's here for what he, we think he is. And that's for that. Well, what you think he is? I think he's perfectly content backstage. There's plenty, plenty of talent on the WWE roster without drawing Nick Aldis involved. Perfectly cool, right there. Let him stay in the back. All right, what else you got from WWE? Let's jump on over to Raw as Judgment Day opens the show. Cody and Jay Uso come out slowly but surely to interrupt said discussion. This is where the Cody and Damian Priest match was made, and then in turn, Cody takes a shot to the ankle, leg, lower body injury, we'll we'll call it hockey-ish, if you will, to the foot, ankle, leg area, and is basically limping for the rest of the show. J.D. McDonough coming out with the assist to help out Damian Priest once again, trying to get out of the Judgment Day doghouse. Um, Interesting, one bit of interesting, a point that Cody did make. He kind of called, well, not kind of called, but throughout that Rhea Ripley was the leader. And, of course, he said, I know you what you guys are going to say, but there's no leader in Judgment Day. But, obviously, Rhea Ripley had her fingerprints on the show, whether she was on screen or not. So, is Rhea Ripley the de facto Judgment Day leader? I say yes.
1: Zach, exactly what do you think?
3: Oh, I think no question whatsoever. She seems to be uh – the one in charge.
1: Um, Are we thinking that... uh, So, at Crown Jewel, we're going to get Rollins versus McIntyre. Rollins versus McIntyre had somewhat of a gentleman's agreement backstage where they said, okay, neither one of us is going to let the Judgment Day help. That is uh, a Chekhov's gun situation. They're not even going to introduce that idea unless something of that nature is going to happen. So... Are we – we're going to do predictions next week. Are we getting a title change at Crown Jewel? I don't see Seth Rollins <laughs> siding with the Judgment Day, uh, especially because they've been doing such a pretty admirable job with this slow burn heel turn uh, with one Drew McIntyre. Are we getting – Drew? is Drew McIntyre going to join Judgment Day?
3: Go ahead, Zach. I think we're going to get uh, Damian Priest kicked out. Of judgment day. I think that's the long term. And he'll be kicked out with his briefcase, maybe turn baby face and cash in as a baby face on somebody. That's kind of my thought process.
2: Seeing this week's Raw and I'm trying to play it out in my head, Real Ripley can come out and just stand there and just not do anything and influence the match. Priest being tag team champ, I can't see them allowing them to cash in at this point. That's just, you know, that's the embarrassment of riches. So I can see Priest being on the shelf. Um, I don't see Drew joining Judgment Day unless he's champ and Rhea helps him do it, and I don't think that Seth's going to lose. So ultimately I'm going with no, that Damian – well, Drew is going to be out. They'll ultimately kick Damian Priest out somehow, some way, or he'll just leave because J.D. McDonough is basically waiting patiently to take his spot. So that's my guess. Drew out, Priest out, McDonough in. So let me ask you this, and,
1: I, you know, I, I hate the overabundance of fancy booking on podcasts and shit like that, but, I, you know, if I – if I preface what I'm about to say with that about how much I hate it, then I can basically do anything I want. You know, yeah, it's like the yeah. same, same idea. I, I say
2: it with all due respect. Right. <laughs> same
1: ideas when you're bartending and you're kicking somebody out. If you call him, sir, <laughs> right before you tell him to get the fuck out, you can basically say anything you want. Why don't we have, you know, for a really novel, for a really novel cash in judgment day has been running roughshod over raw now for months why don't they just come out during a Seth Rollins segment and be like, we're cashing in right now, and all four of us are going to beat the shit out of you, and then Damien Priest is just going to pin you? Kayfabe style, K-fabe what style. is the reasoning behind this? There isn't one. Trick question. I'll answer it for you. There isn't one. But I'll let you go ahead, Zach.
3: Yeah, that is one of those things where we have to just spend disbelief Uh it's just like one of those tropes where, oh, that's just not a thing that's done, but it is totally a thing that would be done uh, in real life. Um, I don't have an answer. It's pretty funny, especially on a heel side, on a baby side, you're just like, oh, well, that's not how they want to you know, conduct themselves. But they would absolutely conduct themselves like that. So,
1: right. Yeah, they, don't they would just come out and be like, what up, turd? And then
3: they would <laughs> just take his
0: ass out. <laughs>
2: See, Big E. Um, I would like to think that, you know, somebody in the locker room would be like, you know, as a baby face, would be like, hey, you know, they're out there beating up Seth Rollins. You know, I don't like judgment day. Let me come out and help. That's the only thing. If we're playing the kayfabe style portion of the program, that's the only thing. Cody Rhodes came out on one fucking leg, for God's sakes, and, and fought off Judgment Day at the end of Raw. I would like to think other people with all healthy parts, limbs, etc., would follow Cody Rhodes' lead and try to at least make it a fair fight. That's my, you know, as corny as it may sound, fair enough. But I will show you Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen, Cody freaking Rose. He just got work on hour one, and then on the hour three, he's like, no, you don't. That's my boy. You ain't going to come out there and whoop on Jay Uso post-fact and let me, and me sit there and not do anything at all? Nah, man, that's how this would work. Somebody would come out from the back, and up. somebody would be like, you know what, we can't let he's this shit up. slide. And that's how work. Crazy, it worked. Crazy, corny as it may be. That's how Judgment Day – Judgment Day would have to fight off somebody. They ain't just going to be, you know, passing motherfucking Seth around and be like, yeah, you hit him. Now you hit him. Now you get your finisher on. No, no, no. (laughs) You act like this is a blunt around here. This ain't no blunt. This ain't your favorite porn star filling the blank in sentence. No. We are are not going to allow Seth Rollins to get worked like that. I'm sorry. That's just me. Now, if that makes me naive or Cordy fair enough, but I refuse to sit there and believe that Seth Rollins would get you at work like that, and nobody comes out. Nah. Zach, that's you. I was getting ready to say, that's your cue. <laughs> oh, no.
3: I don't know. I totally agree. Uh, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for the judgment day stuff. Uh, it's been it's been good. It's had a, a good run, um, but I am ready for a little mix-up on that side. They took KO out of it. Uh, but, yeah, I think adding something new and fresh into it, I don't know if it's a split or what, but, um, you know, they've had some strife and some kind of, you know, disagreements and stuff. But, um, you know, it's a—it's uh, it, running its course, and it just needs, like, a, a breath of fresh
2: air. Um, I just want to touch on the women's segment for – just the the front part of it, just the the fact that somebody was like, okay, chaos is getting ready to happen. As soon as you walk down to the ring, you sign your ass right here, and Adam appears should have just kicked him out of the ring. But at least chaos didn't happen right away. It happened later on, but neither here nor there. Um, the aforementioned Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn had a really good uh, one-on-one singles match. I thought it was the best match on WWE proper, not excluding uh, – NXT, I thought NXT had its own pretty good show as well, but neither here nor there. Um, Sami Zayn, I thought, was right there in the end, and this is where I was saying about Rhea Ripley. She didn't even interfere. She just came out, and all of a sudden, the whole match was affected by her, just her physical presence. Never did anything, just stand there and watched. But her watching allowed Drew McIntyre to take over the match and get the win over Sami, not by nefarious means, but... Once again, the slow turn of Drew McIntyre. Thoughts on the Drew McIntyre Sami Zayn match?
3: Um, I would have loved to have seen it. That sounds like a really dope match. Is it good?
2: I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was the best match WWE had on between all three shows. Well, I won't say that.
1: Like I said, I had limited time to watch all of the fucking wrestling and the fuck ton of wrestling that we had this week, and I chose to watch Bound for Glory instead of uh, basically what seemed like a pretty paint-by-numbers Monday Night Raw, so I didn't I didn't see it either. Uh, no stakes. I'm sure it was fine. Uh, I'm sure it was really, really good. It's not like, I, I mean, I understand that Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Will Ospreay didn't really have stakes either, but... Uh, Will Ospreay is must-watch at this time. I mean, basically what it
2: is. Negro, you do not have to uh, justify your black ass to me, but I ain't stretching imagination. Um, Gargano uh, beats Gionna Vinci. Um, Tozal was a part of Alpha Academy. I think that's going to open up Chad Gable to officially, well, not officially, but really start to go after Gunther and ultimately take the title from him. I don't think that's necessarily a done deal just you yet. you think
1: Akira Tozawa joining Alpha Academy is a sign that Chad Gable is getting ready to – that Chad Gable is ultimately going to be the someone, one to take the IC? Someone
2: has to t- – someone will have to take pins next to Otis, and it can't be Chad Gable.
1: Because Akira Tozawa joining Alpha Academy, while I think that Akira Tozawa is severely underused – in a borderline, uh, racist comedy way. Um, <laughs> but Akira Tozawa joining Alpha Academy reminds me of that, uh, celebrity Jeopardy skit from Sarat Live where Norm Macdonald is Burt Reynolds.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Will Ferrell says, so, uh, Burt, uh, you, you just had a career high. You are nominated for Boogie Nights. Uh, nominated for an Academy Award for Boogie Nights. What's next? And Norm MacDonald's Burt Reynolds goes, I'm doing a car picture with Dom DeLuise. <laughs> a, it's like Chad Gable had this high of going against Gunther, like really, you know, at a, like a really – Nice mini feud against Gunther, and then all, all of a sudden he's back doing comedy jobs against the New Day. One, of the, I, don't, I don't know if you were talking about the New Day when I came out of here or when Zach was saying needs a breath of fresh air, but holy shit, man, they are dead. Those New Day Rocks chants are a little bit quieter. If WWE is actually pumping in noise, you might want to pump in noise for your boys because they are Dead. New day gets
2: the tomahawks. Why do you keep touching your head like because this? Because you dunking on everybody. Like a damn. I thought you were telling me there's a legal man downfield. So what is he doing? All like, right, that's another one getting dunked. Oh, on. that's dunking. Okay, hey, hey it's uh, basketball season, man. T- come t- on.
0: Takawa's shirt doesn't even fit. Like he's wearing his big brother's shirt. I don't it's know. Like, it's like, oh uh, yeah, just give him an XL. I love It'll the, be all right. I love the idea taking down there. I wear an XL.
1: I love the the idea of them using Tazawa for something besides whatever he's doing.
0: Okay, to me, it's it's a two. Part,
2: and I agree with the front part. Tozawa is is funny. Where he's when he gets on screen, he is comedy. Putting him with Alpha Academy is a good thing, but ultimately, it frees Chad Gable up. And that to me is the bigger picture.
1: They should sign Yano and put Yano into the Come Zawa on, man! Part. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? do just let What Let Tazawa
2: let cook. <laughs> God damn! Oh shit! Uh, speaking of Tazawa, he got squashed by Boss. Oh, do, <laughs> do you have anything
1: to say about my uh, my new day? My new day take. <laughs>
2: actually it was more psychological than anything else because we were totally not talking about new day but then that was you in your head getting your new day hatred off your chest so i mean that's on you however you want it. that's it's how not, i took it i don't hate kofi at <laughs> all i don't hate big e at all
1: i do hate them coming out with a trombone so.
2: and who is no. carrying the trombone hmm.
1: don't you think don't you think though that new day or let's kick it to zag don't you think that New Day is, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't even, they they have no direction. What do you think about New Day, Zach?
3: No, I mean, at this point, uh, they might as well just uh, put them on the house shows. Um, It's pretty much, you know, their house show act. They're going to always be over with the crowd and the kids. But, um, you know, their best days are behind them, and they can be credible contenders if you want to throw them in there. I mean, they're a great act, but, uh, you know, Overall, the entire roster is pretty um, pretty aged. It's been that way for a while. And there's a lot of fun teams on NXT uh, that can come up outlaw pretty deadly and stuff. And pretty deadly in those, they should be kind of taking the place of those like the New Day as far as like TV time goes. Um, and that's totally fine. Uh, I don't think the New Day should not have jobs. Uh, I think maybe they should just do them. and. They
1: should have them into them. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Fucking right.
2: That's a no-look. <laughs> That's my dude. That's my dude. That's a. I didn't think that Kobe was going to get away clean. Uh-uh. Is that coming there? No, I got you dirty. <laughs> no-look dunk on your ass.
0: Meet me at the rim. <laughs> Meet me at the rim. I,
2: one last thought on Raw, and I just and I was wondering, like, I know there was something else and I wanted to make sure I wanted to get this in. Gogan Paul and Dominic Mysterio, I don't know how you have to do it. I don't know what match needs to be taken care of. These two Jokers cannot be separated anytime soon. That heat in that ring when them two Jokers was in, I thought the, that place was going to implode. That was so much fucking heat in that ring. It was literally one of the hardest laughs I had all week long. I, I ma- laughed so fucking hard.
1: Imagine going back in time, 18 months, and saying, hey, the most nuclear heat that's going to happen in WWE television all year is going to involve Dominic Mysterio and Logan Paul in the ring at the same time. You'd be like, "What are you talking? <laughs> <from>? <laughs> Fuck
2: Who <off."> they kill? <laughs> they stomping on right. dogs? <laughs>
1: Fuck off.
2: They using racial slurs, <laughs> right? what Logan say? what
0: that that say?
2: <laughs> Dom over there just co
0: signing, huh? <laughs> yeah, who used the hard R <laughs> Dom over there just jumping, throwing up them wild passes like Chris Paul. <laughs> that's
2: uh, that's really it. Uh, NXT, obviously, Halloween Havoc. Um Lyra Valkyrie wins the title. Um, Chase U wins the uh, tag team titles. Melo's being thrown underneath the bus. Um, interesting week of WWE in general. Obviously, I enjoyed myself. I can't say if you did or not, but I thought WWE, once again, doing positive steps. I don't know why the fuck people want CM Punk to come back in. I know Nakamura's talking crazy shit, and it's alluding to CM Punk. If they're a smart, they just what? don't even fuck with him. Um Nakamura's um, vignette said he's looking for someone to set him free. And now the internet has taken that and gone, ran with the CM Punk. Has he been
3: doing GTSs and matches
2: too? I don't think he, did he do one against Seth? I don't remember if he did or not. I want to say no, but it, it's there's been like little nuggets here and there. I'm not, I can't speak truthfully on the GTS part or not, but. Just certain things that he said in the last couple of weeks where now people are trying to connect the dots that CM Punk's coming back to WWE or to Impact slash TNA. I don't know. Look, if you're smart, you just don't hi- rehire this motherfucker and let him fend for himself. But that's another story. For I another think he's time. wearing
1: a double mask over in AEW. <laughs> uh, uh, b- Becky, Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch does the job for Lyra Valkyra. Uh, I, I don't. Should have seen that coming. I I mean, I guess I mean it makes it makes yeah, a ton of makes, makes a ton of sense, but it was a good match. I did watch NXT. I watched all of NXT just because NXT is a little fresher. Um but oh uh, it's, it's a buck
2: and a half on Don't watch wrestling you you'll be in and out.
1: I loved Ilja Dragunov's. Ilya Dragunov's sit-down interview. I also like Carmelo Hayes' sit-down interview. They were both really good. Looking forward to part three of that match, and they did a really good job. Uh, what's what's the gentleman's name? Who? Vic Joseph? Yes. He did a really good job of telling the story. You know, I'm, I know he didn't make it up, but of telling the story that this time... Uh, Ilya is the champion and not the challenger and how that might change the way that they approach the match. Also, is there any doubt that Carmelo Hayes is the one that attacked Trick
2: Williams? Yes. Wesley is now the internet's number one suspect. Ah,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Zach, did you get a chance to watch NXT? No, I'll
3: probably do that. Uh, I'll definitely do it. Even uh, tomorrow, it's Halloween Havoc—that's always a fun
1: show. Yeah, and Halloween Havoc and Halloween Havoc continues next week uh, with the two big matches being Hayes and Dragonoff, and Dominic Mysterio versus Nathan Fraser. So
2: Nathan Fraser gonna catch that work.
1: Should be a fun one. Anything else before we move on? No, I uh, think
2: we pretty much covered it. Let's get to that two count.
1: All right, the two count is going to be the week that was in AEW. There was a lot of AEW this week. There was uh, Rampage. There was Collision. There was Battle of the Belts. There was three shows.
2: Four shows? Three shows. Four. Three that mattered. If you watched that fourth one, God bless you, too. I didn't watch Rampage. So uh, let's start off. That's not the one that (laughs) mattered.
1: Let's let's start off uh, with uh, we had Brian Danielson Brian Danielson versus Andrade opens up Collision what they kept calling a dream match now listen if everything's a dream match then, <laughs> then nothing's a dream match guys I understand that this is a match that uh, heads like us really wanted to see but Tony Khan's got to pump the brakes on calls a dream match that being said. Uh, this match fucking ruled. I loved how they kept trying to get the better of each other and then just start chopping each other as, like, resets in the middle. Zach, what do you think about this match?
3: Oh, yeah, the match was great. but Like you said, like, um, man, uh, whenever he said there was going to be a dream match on Saturday, I'm like, oh, well, that's exciting because they do have so many guys, and sometimes you just don't get around to doing stuff. But um, I was like you know, okay. Like once they announced it and once I saw what it was, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, But uh, it was a good match and it delivered very good television match. Brian Danielson having a year second really only to Will Ospreay when it comes to match quality. But um, yeah, it's just ratings are down. Business is not as hot, very hot right now. And so Tony got his promoter hat on doing everything that he can and uh, sometimes that means that you're prone to hyperbole.
2: Jason, what'd you think about this? Yeah. The dream match tag is probably what people are going to do. And obviously we did it here as well. Uh, are going to kind of hold on to, you should probably, you know, put that in your pocket for matches that, you know, haven't happened, you know, something along those lines. Um, that being said, I've always thought Andrade had talent. Him going toe to toe against Brian Danielson is not a surprise. It's what he does. If you don't remember, go back to NXT, see Johnny Gargano slash Andrade for that number. That being said, Andrade losing isn't the biggest deal in the world. It doesn't feel like he has much traction in AEW. Him crossing paths with CJ Perry later on on Bowls of the Belts doesn't necessarily interest me. It just feels like that's just somebody they're throwing the mirror, which. For Miro, it helps, but, you know, the the match I thought was really good. It's just going forward, you don't see – I don't see much for Andrade, and then obviously I see plenty for Danielson because somebody caught that work.
1: Yeah, the lights go out. Malachi, Malachi Black comes out, gives him the black Mass. Um, Let me go back to something you just said. You said you don't see much for Andrade.
2: You mean in AEW full stop? Well, let's think about it for a second. Is he going to be world champion? No. Is he going to be international champion? Probably not. TNT champion? Maybe. From that point, he would have to join LFI or go to ROH. I mean, this isn't what I envisioned for Andrade when he came over here. So, for in my mind, you know, no. This is – we're kind of looking at his ceiling right now. You don't think that Andrade could win the international championship someday? It would make too much sense, so that's why I think Tony wouldn't do it.
3: No, I think I think Andrade's still in the penalty box, man. He's pretty much like made himself uh, difficult to do business with. Tony isn't in the habit of releasing dudes out of contract all that much, and he's still paying him instead of paying him to sit home. Now he's paying him to just be on TV. I don't think Andrade's gonna push. Uh, in this run at all and he'll be back in wwe as soon as his contract runs out that's that's what I think
1: all right and in wwe where where do you see him i mean because if Andrade really doesn't
3: in fucking catering
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because if if Andrade doesn't nope.
0: no cap, if Andrade doesn't, <laughs> no cap all, I, I
1: still no. don't know what I still don't know what the fuck no cap means when people it's, say no cap. It's, I, it's, I it's not, no, not he's not lying. It. He's not lying. Basically, oh, okay. What does cap mean? Cap means he's lying. No, but what does the actual CAP mean? What does that mean?
2: Oh, they say like you know, where does it come from? Okay, see, you got me fucked up. <laughs> see, that I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I don't. You guys keep talking about LFI too. I don't know who LFI is. Who's LFI? <laughs> I was
3: like, hello, fellow children.
1: <laughs> I really don't know. Where can I find some drugs?
2: Anybody hear any marijuana? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, there's a dispensary up the street. The faction, uh, Ingo Wenable, that's uh, Rush's.
1: Oh, okay, okay. okay. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha.
2: you. That's Rush's stable. And that's where I, when I was like, when Andrade and House of Black first started to feud, I was like, ooh, here's where he can bring in LFI. You can have House of Black, LFI for the trio's tiles. Great way to bring everybody back, everybody wins. Um, if Andrade doesn't pan out, isn't that
1: like, won't that be like a super big, what could have been with, I mean, he, cause he, in NXT, he had some fucking heaters, man. He was great. I mean, we really, we, we thought that he was going to light the world on fire and, you know, his attitude seems like it got the best of him. I mean,
2: at least for in the AEW portion of the program, WWE, that's. Under the Vince umbrella, and Vince likes his um, foreign slash international talent playing a certain role on a certain level. Here is the mid card title and be the foreign slash international heel to my like working and catering. (laughs) Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, come to the room, please.
3: I, uh, I do think that NXT was a bit of a big fish in a small pond, uh, even though that was a really great uh, era of NXT. Um, I don't know that he's ever would ever be more than a number two guy in a larger promotion. That's his feeling if he even got there. I think he's like a good intercontinental champ type dude, which is not a knock.
1: No. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, we don't have to talk about Sky Blue versus Hollywood. Hollywood Haley—that's a hell of a name. Yeah, right. Um, the guns beat the outrunners.
2: I was like, how? It, no, just for thirty seconds, they said it. Their her, her name. I'm like, oh, how are they fucking up that girl's name. <laughs> they also said they also no. Her name's Hollywood Haley. No, and it's really Hollywood. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. And I thought it was like Hollywood. And I'm like, come on, man. How y'all gonna be fucking this girl's name up? They spelling it wrong. I was I'm like, man, I'm gonna rapping. call her Triple H. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um okay so we get uh now now this is actually a dream match. We get Double J Jeff Jarrett versus Eddie Kingston in a Memphis. I believe this was called a Memphis bullshit match. Um so Eddie Kingston ends up losing to Jeff Jarrett and his uh group of ne'er do wells. Eddie Kingston this was all to get to the spot where Eddie Kingston is going to face Jay Lethal for the uh, ROH Heavyweight Championship. All good. Eddie Kingston cuts a tremendous, just a great Eddie Kingston, vintage Eddie Kingston-ass promo backstage, completely undercut by the woman playing the medic behind him, smirking the entire time. Can you get a bitch that understands kayfabe back there. Can she act a little scared and not act like she's actually
2: in the circus? I, I agree. I, I, did, Don't you, you, no. did you see? I, I, did you watch her? Yes, and I kept kind of looking over. And like every time Eddie would say something, I was like, "Damn, you know." I Eddie, was,
1: at a, <laughs> Eddie had to be pissed. I, when I looked he over saw her. Back. And she
2: started smirking even more. I was like, "Uh oh."
3: <laughs> Zach,
1: what you think about this?
3: Yeah, uh, I didn't think it as negatively as you did it. I, I can totally see that. I just thought it was just a testament to how entertaining is. <laughs> that uh, she was just having a great time. If he it. wasn't cutting a promo on her. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I I say, yeah.
2: To <laughs> <laughs> I about to say,
1: yeah,
3: fuck him. Fuck him. Tremend- <laughs>
1: tremendous Eddie Kingston promo, though. It's like tremendous.
3: I I, I I guess I could Whatever can, he said He's like I'm gonna beat you In front of your mother oh. And she's gonna cry And it's not because She's sad for you it's cause she knows That you deserve it. it I was, I was like, like oh that's, incredible.
1: God, God. that's incredible God, damn. That's incredible I was like uh oh That's really good shit <laughs> That's man. your
2: ass Mr. Postman <laughs> It was
1: also undercut though By actually Eddie Sitting there Without his shirt on It's like uh, do, do a push up
2: dude Oh, uh, well, it, it couldn't have lasted long. I mean, he, he looks he worse his, than me. He gave him his props before he dunked on him. He and looks he worse in. than me. We're going to need you at the rim, please. I don't
3: think Come find me.
2: What would you say, Zach?
3: Can't but hear you with the giggle twins. Ran, no. I don't think any Kingston ran a half marathon this week.
1: No, he did not. I did. Congrats i did run, on that,
3: by the way. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. I came in 512th out of 590. Sheep. No, out of five hundred so be- and seventy,
2: so I beat fifty two, fifty eight people. i I'd have came in five hundred and ninety. I'd have ran like a half. A I, whole saw, block every, like, I eh. saw
1: every single one of those mother. I looked hey. every single one of those motherfuckers in the eyes as I passed them too.
0: Hey, and out of six hundred, <laughs> they were people, all over sixty. <laughs> out of six hundred people, Bill had the fucking worst toes of all of them. Yeah, I
1: my I fucked up my toe. My toes pretty oh, it's, fucked up, dude. It. <laughs> Really, it got infected. It, it was pretty like bad, bad but power it little. looks like a,
0: it looks like a bad cartoon. But
1: I
2: I finished. I finished. Jesus Christ. That's what's important, guys. Yeah. Hey,
1: I hey, finished. hey!
2: You do that shit. Note to self: We ain't run no half marathons ever. So uh, coming up
1: next, we had Miro versus Action Andretti in what ended up being a more competitive match than I thought it was going to be. Here's the thing: When Miro lets and- Action Andretti get his shit in, Action Andretti's shit. Is fucking wild, man! It was this was a fun match. Uh, probably didn't serve the story as well as it could have, but uh, pretty cool. What you think of it, Zach?
3: So I was just uh, getting out of the driver's seat of my car. Which uh, which match?
2: Miro and uh, Action Andre.
3: Oh yeah, fun match. I don't understand the Miro uh, and Lana thing uh, or C.J. Perry, whatever her name is. Uh, I don't understand it at all, and I don't know why she seemed to be. Like, cheering for Miro during the match, but then upset whenever he won. Um, I'm kind of over the whole thing.
1: You ever did did you ever know a couple where, did you ever know a couple where they the woman used to be mean to the guy or used to say shit just so the guy would get in a fight with another guy and like that was her whole goal? Like, if you view this angle through that prism. It actually makes a lot of sense. Like this is some weird sex thing between them.
3: And you have to be have been in like a weird relationship or be or one to to recognize this is actually feasible and not just a terrible wrestling storyline. Yes,
1: that's exactly right.
2: <laughs> and work. as somebody who's been
1: as somebody who's been in nothing but winning relationships. <laughs> I know it seems strange that I understand this, but uh, I do I do. I understand it perfectly. Motherfucker,
2: you work at a bar. How many times you see some trick talking some shit and then five minutes later this dude two dudes outside fighting over this trick ass bitch what she said, please.
1: Lots C- of times. Cuck. Okay. Many Cucks. times.
2: Cucks. Okay. <laughs> <Cuck. Cuck. laughs> I'm not I can't tell you how many times I'm like, "Damn, did you fight over This crazy." Give, match? Me,
1: give me no. Give me more Miro matches, though, and give me more Action and Jetty matches too. Like, let him cook. They they really they they could have gotten him over so fucking big after that win on Jerrica.
2: I'll just well, I take part of it, and well. Maybe here's my solution, and sorry, Zach, I know I'm getting ready to you know, say something that is sacrilegious so you can close your ears if you like. Action Andretti, uh, Darius Martin, and throwing a third guy of your choice until Dante comes back should be an ROH trio or slash six-man tag team. They should be the chance before Paige and the Young Bucks should be. Paige and the Young Bucks are over. They've already held the tiles, been there, done that. They don't really need to be on ROH TV, too. Action Andretti, you know, Darius Martin, you know, whoever that third guy is, uh, Dante, if he came back healthy or if you replaced him or whatever, they need that time. They need to be champions so you can build them up, too. I get it. It's Hangman and, and they, uh, Bucks. It's hard to it move makes away no from that. sense
1: for them to have that be- those belts, though.
3: It would make more well, sense. Well, they are changing – the paradigm of Ring of Honor pay-per-views and how they're working to sell Ring of Honor um, subscriptions. It's going to go back to Honor Club includes the pay-per-view kind of like the 7W you Your $10 a month get the ROH pay-per-view. So I think they're just putting stars on that brand in the same way they're going to be putting stars on NXT just trying to drum up some some views.
1: Fucking Zach Meltzer over here, man. He's got
2: all the info. <laughs> Well, I guess. It, well, I don't know if you really shout out to my wrestling horn. Save high five, times, He loves ROH. He would def. He's definitely going to be one of the honor club guys, no matter how it plays out. I just don't know how that would up subscriptions. I mean, it's not like ROH has been.
1: Yeah, people hot. people love the Bucks. They love the Bucks, and people love Eddie Kingston.
2: Okay, I, guess I just we,
1: kind of figure. I I don't understand how everybody just doesn't watch it the way that we do, which is you find a way, you you pay for some stuff and you find a way to watch the other stuff free. It's like you can make do. I don't understand how everybody just doesn't do that.
2: I think every well, I think a lot of people do do yeah, they that. Pay
1: just, for as little, little shit, shit as is possible. possible,
2: and I think you know, I think a lot of people do do that. But there are some people that don't, and they want to. Joe you know, Biden's America. Yeah, right. You know, God bless you for it. You know you. You know, stay, you know, above, you know, a reproach. I'm just saying the ROH product for me with two jobs, 10 bucks shouldn't be a big fucking deal. I wouldn't pay 10 bucks right now to watch that on a, you know, whenever I want to basis, library included, yada, yada, yada. I would pay for the library before I would watch Ring of Honor Weekly or Ring of Honor Pay-Per-Views. I'll go that far. There's more wrestling than you can watch right now.
1: Like in the there's fucking world, yeah. So I have my expo. So if if I mean I have Pluto TV. There's two fucking TNA channels, or Impact Wrestling channels. There's one called Wrestling or Impact Epics or something where all they do is show fucking Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe beating the shit out of each other 24 hours
0: a day.
2: Well, I mean they were the motherfuckers at that point. <laughs> fucking
0: rules. Yo, I need that login now.
2: But <laughs> it's right, free. Like <laughs> yester- it's yesterday. Free. Pluto is free. It's free television. It's it a free app. It totally app. is. That's what you say. I very rarely watch hey. it. Hey, you got my Paramount. Give me your Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was trying to say we go in there right now. You, you can watch pay per views from like two thousand four and be like, "Well, I I didn't watch this in two thousand four. I don't even know who wins." Right, and that, that's the great part about it. And and I, I want to save that part for the TNA discussion at a later point. I guess just my point for this is, you know how I watch it and I don't I don't foresee me changing because the product hasn't forced me to be like okay I need to give you, you 10 bucks cuz I need to know what happens at all times
1: uh FTR uh versus two jobbers don't know their names sorry bad, brown and Bennington. Ben- brown.
2: brown and Bennington. there you go
1: so uh this match lasted all 30 seconds before the lights go out. House of Black is back out there. They fuck with FTR. Then uh, the main event is Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus oh, I think it was Claudio and Dana Bryan, right? No, it's going to brother. Oh. Willa Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, forged himself, Hello, he forged himself in some combat <laughs> here. The lights go out. House of Black are uh, Bill and Ricky Starks Retain, House of Black comes out again, then comes Daniel Bryan, then comes the rest of BCC, and then comes FTR. So it's a fucking <laughs> TK <laughs> special, dude, just a schmaz out
3: there. Um
0: what, that gravy on What are him.
1: they doing here, Zach?
3: Seems like they're going in a lot of different directions. Um, I will withhold judgment until we see which, or if it's just going to be kind of intertwined or if it's going to be multi mean. I don't know. They were shooting a lot of angles at once with, with a lot of people. Like, there's multiple people in multiple programs. Kind of confusing. Uh, it was schmozzy. Um, yeah, not very clear direction here. Just seemed like getting a bunch of bunch of guys on TV and in the ring.
1: Uh, if we can't figure out, how can the casual viewer be expected to figure it out? Is the casual viewer just like, ooh, I recognize some of these guys?
2: Now the casual viewer is like, what the fuck? All these guys were fighting in the yeah, ring again. Yeah.
1: Uh, they followed this up with uh, Battle of the Belts, which was... Dude,
3: I, I got it before before you talk about any of it. Uh, yeah, pretty much just a huge waste of time. Like, Battle of the Belts, in general, cool idea. It's never once had a good execution. Um, it's always just completely missable. It's supposed to be like the New Age class of the Champions. And they... There's nothing worth watching. If there's already too much TV as it is. Like you don't need this extra hour of nothing happening. Matches, whether they're title matches or not, stupid.
2: He's heating up. He said basically exactly what I said after watching it. This is, it's title matches, but you know what's going to happen. It, none of these title matches were like, oh, maybe now, 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 now.
3: There's better matches on Dynamite.
2: Dude, I said they could have all been on Dynamite in some form or fashion. You got three other shows. You could have put one of these matches on one of the individual you think, shows you and think been if, done with it.
1: Do you think if Tony Khan had his – if he could go back in time, do you think that Tony Khan would not have started Collision? Or do you think the TV money is worth it for him? Because no,
3: – yeah, I think, I think it's just uh, – I think it's good for business. Uh, it's tough for the viewers. Um, and it dilutes your product and dilutes wrestling across. Like, but they're getting money for it, so I mean, that's what they're doing. that's what they're doing it for. Like, he loves wrestling, but he's also just doing it to get money.
1: So. Well, I don't even want to go through these matches. Do we have to go through these matches? I mean, the whole no, thing sucked.
2: Like I said, there was three shows to watch, and there's one that was skippable. The skippable one is one we getting ready to skip right now.
1: Yeah, so. Dynamite um, started off with a lot of stuff. (laughs) Just a shit ton of stuff. So MJF is backstage. He sees Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Uh, Then the mask flashes on. It goes straight into MJF versus Juice Robinson in a 15-minute match. MJF goes over. Uh, The guns immediately start beating up on MJF. Uh, The acclaimed come out and make the save. Uh, The acclaimed man, this Max Caster thing they're doing sucks. <laughs> but then...
2: <laughs> Max Dash, Max Caster, can you step to the stage, please?
1: <laughs> God damn, it sucks. Then Jay it's White... It's on
3: social media, but on TV it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. And then, uh... That's not the end of the segment, though. Then Jay no. White cuts a promo. And then... Uh, Kenny Omega comes out and meets up with Max... C- and Max... Jacob Freeman and they, Kenny Omega is going to fight MJF for the belt this Saturday on Collision. For the belt. That's
3: That's unbelievable. That's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's maybe the biggest match they could make in the entire company right now. (laughs) It really is. And they did it on three days notice. And they're giving it to you. it's probably leading to a pay per view, uh, maybe eventually. I think it had to be like, oh, we realized that uh, NJF is going to beat the Kenny's record next week. We should do something to, you know, with Kenny, but they should add a little bit more foresight and build that up a little bit more. Because Now they're also building Jay White and Peyton's review. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be awesome, I'm sure, but uh, it seems like a waste.
1: Um, I know that the joke is constantly made about Tony Khan, but he books like a cokehead. Like, this is how a Cokehead would book.
3: God, fuck damn. it. We're
1: just having MJ of Omega this Saturday. They're what? Like, what? This Saturday. Uh, uh, are you sure? Jay White is the same as tomorrow. We're waking up at a decent
2: time. We're going to get fucking brunch. <laughs> Good idea, dude.
1: Fucking 2 p.m. You're like, right.
2: <laughs> fuck.
1: Hawking up fucking boogers. you yeah, say, God,
2: why do we go to the east side? Um. So I've heard but uh, guilty as charged. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I do love the fact that Kenny Omega is getting this title shot. I just, I'm, it's just no time. And it's just really bad, but I love the fact that we're getting it as a wrestling fan. You know, you're not going to ask, you can't ask for, you know, the gift horse to give the gift back. Motherfucker. You just take it and keep it moving. Um, it, it was just a lot that was going on here i was like jesus this feels like the, it's the longest segment ever and i get it but uh, this could have easily been broken up into two segments kenny could have been backstage or whatever i don't know i just i it all works in some form of fashion but this was a really long opening segment and in a 15 minute match <laughs> it uh you know sprinkled around it go ahead to
3: who, who do you think wins in a best hair competition? Kenny Omega, Action Indrody, or an uncooked pack of ramen noodles?
2: Mm. Hang on, man. Hang on, man. Okay. So, so Kenny Omega is is not, uh, you know, out of bounds at this point. Y'all dunking on Kenny, too? <laughs> he's,
3: he's almost undunkable because he seems – He's such a nice person, and he's so talented that you got to be able to make fun of him about something. Okay, All fine. I come up with
2: was his hair. Mr. Omega, we're going to need you on the other side of court, please. Um, yeah, right. He seems like
3: such a salt of the earth guy. Uh, I almost feel bad about it. No, yeah, you don't.
2: No, no, you don't. I was getting ready to say, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, I just now, if, if it almost feels like the Jay White match is kind of Taking a little sidestep, a little bit. I don't know. Like I said, I I'm going to love the match. It's not going to be the end of the world, but
3: I man. think that they. I think Jay White gets heat, and it's going to be interrupted because, like, you don't want to beat Max, and you don't want to beat Kenny, right? Really either. Uh, so or I think Or, did, or can you? Somewhere.
2: Okay, there. I guess there's a side. There's a side question. We we've always kind of talked about how MJS, at least the front half of his title reign, was basically a Roman Reigns version of title reign, heelish, if not heel at best. Now we're looking at the complete opposite, where he's defending the title, in this case, two times again and on the same show. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um a win over Kenny Omega does help MJF. I mean, that's a deal, especially in a title match with the stakes on the line. I don't necessarily that's think that's the, the worst thing in the world. Kenny Omega is, is Teflon. I mean, a loss to MJF I don't feel like would be the absolute catechism of Kenny Omega. It plays kind of into the Don Callis. You know storyline of Kenny can't work with me without me anyway. So I mean, I don't necessarily would say I I get what you get where you're going with it. You probably want to protect both. But if MJF wins on Saturday night, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If anything, it helps MJF.
1: Were you talking the whole time? Kind of, sort (laughs) of, (laughs) yeah. Sorry, Zach. Took a piss. Um, hook planning, right? hook and RVD versus Dark Order. Um, not much here. Hook gets uh, takes most of the beating, but he also gets the pin, and they got to see RVD do his uh, finisher, crowd pleasing match. Um, Tony Storm still doing her thing. Then we get the Sting, Darby Allen come out. Sting comes out. I don't know. Cuts a meandering old man promo. Uh, Darby Allen. Uh, was there and then flair comes out as tony khan's gift to sting zach how much did you love this segment
3: <laughs> it was like watching um i don't know it was uh it was very funny because it's like watching one of those uh like fail videos and you just don't know like when it's gonna happen like when the when the fail is going to happen, but you're sure it's going to, uh, but um, it turned out okay. It wasn't really a train wreck. Um, it was better than hey man! on hey! Bill Tony, that's
2: for sure. Hey, man, yeah, was really fun. you ain't dunking on the GOAT, goddammit. we going to put it, we draw drawing a line someplace. You ain't dunking on Ric Flair. Fuck that. You want to oh dunk on God. Sting? You dunk on Sting all day.
0: Dude, I thought for sure, Flair, I, thought, dude, I thought for sure as, Zach was saying this said. was like a new biofilms. <laughs>
3: Taz said, keep your clothes on, Rick. And <laughs> I just died, <laughs> especially after the whole plane ride from hell thing. Oh, God.
1: Man, there was one – I forgot to write this down. Before I forget, though, there was one really funny part where uh, Nigel McGuinness talked about an old adage, and Tony Schiavone goes, well, that doesn't hold any water. <laughs> and and Taz goes, you know what holds a lot of water? You. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, he said, uh, he's like, the possession's nine cents of the law. Oh, That's what he that said. That's he's what he like, said. Yeah, you, know you know what holds a lot of water? You... Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was dunking on Shivani. He was like, uh, Shivani interrupted him. He's like, yeah, it's fine, Tony. I wasn't just talking. I wasn't just in the middle of saying something, and he just kept doing it <laughs> so good. I mean,
1: Tony Shivani really is like the screech.
2: Oh, no. No. Wait. Hey, uh, screech of what? Uh, you're talking like say by the Bell? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, of their booth. no. Yeah, he
1: is the always the Screech.
2: Taz is Slater. <laughs> Shit. Not at all. So what, who's what? Excalibur is Zach. Okay. I was getting ready to say. JR who's... is Mr. Belding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is my favorite, favorite, uh,
2: cosplay scenario here. <laughs> Say by the Renee bell. Uh, sure. Say by the bell's getting dunked on. We, uh, fuck it. Say by the bell. We're going to need
0: you down here on the second court. <laughs> hey, BFR listeners. You just caught one of Bill's Mount Rushmore quotes. <laughs> You're welcome.
3: <laughs>
1: Christian was the savior of this segment, though. Christian <laughs> comes out and straight up roasts Ric Flair. Just absolutely roasts him.
2: Dude, as soon as this I, mean, this game, I was, was like, really uh-oh. Good. I'm like, everybody needs to run. Y'all need to get out of this <laughs>
1: I saw people talking about how Christian's thing has gotten old. It's like, ah, what? <laughs> you sure? Like, we might be in the middle of the greatest <laughs> comedy run of all time. <laughs> like, Christian
2: is fucking perfect. That motherfucker, let him cook. He could expo. He could run
0: the fry side. I don't give a fuck. Let that man do the Lord's work. There were people in the crowd, like, Covering their kids, they're like, "Let's go, let's go get something neat. We don't need to be here." He just don't, don't get in the way. Let's go. That thing he said about Ric
1: Flair turning into a pile of dust, like (laughs) after a super
2: kick, I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs)
0: Sticks
1: a super kick and turns (laughs) (laughs) into a pile of dust. I'm
2: like, "Do stop!" I'm like, "Do stop!" (laughs) That's the goat right there. god damn it, you leave Ric Flair alone.
1: You mean Christian? Yeah, Christian's the (laughs) goat, dude. (laughs) Um, Zach, who is the guy that Jericho says is bigger than Powerhouse Hobbs, and is it who I think it is?
3: Uh, it's one hundred percent the Big Show, uh, or Paul White. They're calling him. Uh, I think I think Jericho trademarked "Jara Show," uh, which I don't know if that means anything, but I saw that happen this summer, and uh, yeah, I think it's Paul White, which is good. Like. Get them on TV for a little nostalgia. Um, Do some jobs. That's cool.
1: This is like when a band comes out with their second greatest hits album. It's like uh, <laughs> these ain't really the greatest, <laughs> are they?
2: It's a bunch of shit people really like, yeah. but they never really cracked the, the top twenty. We
1: don't need to see Jared Show again.
2: <laughs> That's not
1: one of your greatest hits, dude. Like nobody's like you remember the Jerris Show era?
2: God. Fucking ruled. Uh, <laughs> you and us must be watching a different shit. Uh, I do give, I will give them credit. They were undisputed tag team t- champs for a hot minute. But uh, now I'm good on this. It all. I'll just say this: if they're gonna do it, fine. Then Powerhouse Hos needs to be wiping the floor with both these fools. That's how it works. Otherwise, yeah, don't fuck with it.
1: I want to see Wardlow come out and give Big Show a powerbomb symphony. Um, Speaking of that, I think I skipped something cool. Zach, what do you think about the Wardlow uh, sit-down or vignette or whatever?
3: Did I blink and miss that? I don't remember. Jog my memory.
1: Uh, It was like the most. dark. It was pretty dark, and it was the most logical a wrestler has ever been. Ding!
2: He's like Yes. He's like
1: I go away and I have to watch the guy that I beat, the guy that made my life a living hell. I have to watch him become the face of the company and main event the biggest event in wrestling history.
3: Oh, yes. It's yeah. like he's like uh, perfect. And it's a perfect example of like he's going to be like a heel who's 100% right, which is one of my favorite kinds of heels.
1: It's basically the same thing Drew McIntyre is doing right now.
3: Yeah. Kevin Owens did it, like, uh, really well. Probably the best I've seen everybody ever do it.
1: But, man, MJS got a lot of irons in the fire. There you go. Um, The Hung Bucks uh, face the Hardys. Sorry for saying Hung Bucks. Um, do we want to talk about this match before we talk about the uh, the crime that we saw committed? <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was uh, pretty... I mean, like pretty intrusive
1: stuff. Yeah, man. Like him tearing up the painting that the kid did. I was like, "Oh, dude, so what the fuck, man?" <laughs> Swear walks. Swear walks up to the crib and says, <laughs> "What up, turn?"
2: <laughs> Let like, hey, me my came in. Whose house? I was like, "Man, this shit's creepy as fuck already." I'm like, "God damn right."
1: <laughs> Nana's, eat your, Nana's eating your chocolate covered berries licking his lips while he's doing it, smacking his fingers. <laughs> he's like chocolate-covered berries. Like, oh,
2: Jesus. <laughs> That's intrusive. Is, Swerve is so cool. He's just like, he's not just run around, just gives it this look like, keep talking, motherfucker. Just go, go, move. This this is goddamn, I love Insane. Swerve. Insane, yeah. I love Swerve. I'm sorry I said Ricky Stark should be the first black world champion. I totally apologize. I was way high. I was not even really drinking. I apologize. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Swerve is the goddamn bad. I am sorry, Swerve Strickland. You can dunk on me. I'll take the dunk on this one. Please and thank you. God damn, this shit is so good. What the fuck? Swerve. Zach,
1: Zach what did you think about Ooh. the home invasion angle?
3: Uh, I loved it. I thought it was perfect because it made, at least me and I assume other viewers, uncomfortable but it didn't actually do anything bad uh you know it wasn't Brian Pillman pulling a gun on Steve Austin um you didn't actually there was actually wasn't a child in the crib I'm sure you know so
1: was the uh, indication that was there supposed to be a child in the crib that's why they. So who, who was the adult that was home so they were just that's in the I house think, while I think, they were I sleeping think they came in yeah, I think it was like, Nana's gotta be loud as fuck, man. Okay. If Nana's in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> right. he right even saying. even if you're in a big house, man, and Nana's in your kitchen, you can hear that oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that motherfucker's not just coming
2: clicking in, and clacking all the way down the hall. <laughs> dancing. he, he, ain't cool. he ain't coming in quietly, motherfucker. Dropping, 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 oven pans kid. and shit. <laughs> Kicking over skillets! House, right, stop swerving while you driving. Dude, stop dropping shit. <laughs> Kicking hot. over skillets. Swerve when you drive, <laughs> I say we ain't got enough room if you over here be dancing this shit at ten o'clock at night. We supposed to be breaking this motherfucker's house.
1: Kicking <laughs> over skillets. I'm that dead good. ass here. Oh, man. man, if it- we named our if we named our episode, that would be the name of this episode. <laughs> Kicking over skillets. <laughs> That's my new euphemism for I don't know what for what for oh, everything. man. Jesus
2: Christ Almighty! Ah, he was kicking everything. over skillets. <laughs> I never thought that Swerve would get this big. It's I'm sorry. It's time, man. I'm with, I'm with you on this. one. if he's if he's not world champion sometime in 2024, we got a problem. I'm going that hard. It needs. It's not going to happen by the end of the year. So fine, fair enough. I'll give you 365 days to figure this shit out. That's got to happen in 2024. All right, let me ask you this. Next segment is staying
1: an edge backstage. So you're going to get in front of a hot-ass Philadelphia crowd, the hottest crowd they've had in a minute, because there's just too much fucking television, even with all the WWE television. Um, One of them is in the same room every single week in front of the same fucking 150 people. It's like... They are just spreading themselves so thin. Anyway, though, this crowd was hot. Zach, how are you not going to have Edge come out in front of the crowd on television?
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's something else. For sure.
1: What an odd choice. Like, why isn't he opening the show? Like, I get it. I get that's not WWE. But, man, if you're hurting as bad as it seems like they're hurting, maybe you leave with Edge. I don't know. I always say I don't care about ratings. It just seems like an odd choice to me. That's all. I think the the back
2: – where it happened, I think, is more of my issue with this. I'm with you. Somehow, some way, Edge needs to be out there with Sting, Darby, Ric Flair. It's Christian that's roasting all these motherfuckers. I mean, damn. He's like, Edge is over here talking about, you know, I don't want to fight Christian. So, yeah, he might as well get in this gumbo pot too, and get stirred around. So, I mean, he, he should have been in front of the crowd. Where you put him on in, on the show, I don't necessarily care. I mean, I'm not that smart to be booking shows like that, but I'll just say that he should have been in front of the crowd for sure.
1: Uh, so is uh, Edge going to be the other man in their six-man? Man, it
2: better not be Ric Flair. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker
3: and par pacemaker will stop and turn to dust. <laughs> Christian is just so right like dog. a Ric Flair's liver on a pole mat. <laughs>
0: yeah, in the middle of a car shield commercial. <laughs> Talking about his black like liver, a- man.
2: Dude, I'm done, man. That motherfucker Christian is just red. I mean, just ignorant, ignorant. Wardlow comes out and the, gives the- Flair like six power bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my
1: god! <laughs> Flair like asked him, "It's an assisted suicide." Flair like, just, <laughs> just do, it. just do
2: it. Just do it.
1: Bring out Wardlow. The baby
3: faces need to. Uh, get the settings right on Ric Flair's dialysis machine before the heels beat
0: him. <laughs> they just, just show him pulling guns on cops. God damn it. Sorry,
2: Rick. I, I tried to stop him. I'm, I'm getting dunked on you with you. I'm just like, you know, no. So, <laughs> no.
1: so I, I swear I'm not saying this. I swear I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm saying this as something that actually happened to me. I, kinda, I was watching it on the iPad, and I fast-forward with my finger along the scroll bottom, and sometimes I miss small stuff. I see the next wrestler, next match, next segment. Wrestler comes out, comes down to the ring. It's kind of a faraway shot. And I was like, oh, it's a Nick Wayne match. And they close in, and it's Ruby Soho.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> Did you still finish? <laughs>
0: He's heating up
2: <laughs> twice. <laughs> uh,
1: um, Ruby faces Sheeta. Uh, Sheeta goes over. Um, Tony Storm comes out. Looks like we're getting Tony Storm versus Sheeta. I gotta say, I love what Tony Storm's doing. I'm just like everybody else. It's different than anybody else on the roster. It really stands out, and uh, she should be champion. Zach, what do you think?
3: Yeah, and she would be the second three-time champion. I'm okay with that. Uh, I love the silent films like that they do for Picture in Picture. I think that's really creative. I don't watch them, but I just like the idea of it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, man. I'm not watching commercials. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Jason's going to be mad because she is going to have just be a transitional champ yet again.
2: Circle gets the square.
1: Um, Do you want to expound on that? It's an audio medium.
2: Tony Storm shouldn't have lost a child to begin with. Now you're giving it to Sheeta just to keep it warm back for Tony Storm. Make it make sense.
1: Uh, you thought that MJF was done with storylines? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we got another one in case you forgot about it. Uh, yeah. Samoa Joe walks up to him backstage says, I can be your friend. Um, Zach, what you think about this uh, little uh, development? I
3: thought it was a little out of character because he said, like, I could be your friend and MJF who – Admittedly, has only ever had one friend, and he was just like, oh, "Okay, that sounds good." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Um, I don't know why he took the offer. Um, I guess maybe he's changing his ways. But um, there are worse things than having multiple contenders or multiple angles with your with your number one guy. So I'm not I'm less inclined to criticize that than as long as like they maintain like a focus on like a pay per view. Uh, as far as buys, like, in the build, like, you know, leading up to the pay-per-view, like, the last couple weeks. But having some shit on deck um, and some shit to do on TV is fine with me, especially if Max is going to be doing some TV matches um, in between uh, for ratings and stuff. It's fine for him and Joe to wrestle on Collision, uh, a la him and Kenny, you know, in a few weeks. a um, rating, have some fun. Jason?
2: Um, it's the first time where – MJF has looked like a classic baby face. I agree with t- everything that Three Beer said. Um, he, j- I don't mind that he accepted. Is it. he accepted it too quick and was just like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great." Everything he's done, even with you know the acclaim falling all over him, he's been like, "No, no, no." But Joe, somebody who's openly said he's coming for the title, he's quick to say yes to. I get it. Who's a more effective ally? Joe is. All three of the
1: acclaimed, or fucking Joe. Joe is
2: without question. I'm just saying, at least turn over
1: cars, kicking over skillets. Right,
2: right, right. He he could he could come in and shut down a whole fucking uh, ring of motherfuckers on one promo. That's That's right. That's that same dude. All I'm saying is I'm just is, saying K
1: Fame style, that's style. what MJF would be thinking. He's like, well, I'll take this dude, not the rest mm-hmm. of these clowns.
2: Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, is that you no know, the devil, especially if you're this scumbag and you've been at least smarter than all these other, you know, tweeners slash baby faces. This was just a, a bad character misstep. I get it. He's gonna need somebody to help him. Job works. Dan, Brian, does it bite him in the ass in the end. Daniel
1: Bryan and our Brian Danielson and Claudio face Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada. Possibly the greatest wrestler in the world makes an appearance on Dynamite oh, with shit. with <laughs> with a 3 day notice and they didn't mention it until Battle of the Belts. They didn't oh, mention man. it on Collision. They first brought it up at Battle of the Belts which very few people watched (laughs) with three days notice, and they put Okada in the main event on uh, Dynamite. What did you think of the match, though, Zach?
3: Oh, TK. Uh, Fun match. Uh, OC takes a rare loss and sets up a title defense, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, Pretty paint-by-numbers for Okada, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, we got his typical stuff, which, I mean, when he's in the United States, it's pretty much exactly what you want to see. Uh, But he didn't come over specifically for AEW, so I don't really knock him, like, he was over for, like, the Las Vegas show or whatever, but, um, yeah, like, it seems like these days, the build, like, building to a match for pay-per-view is important, but, like, the TV stuff, people just decide to watch, like, whatever, like, that day, or whatever, with social media, Um, I feel like, I don't know, I could be wrong, I'm not a fucking expert, but... Um, I mean, I every time dude. you every
1: time you talk though, you actually sound like one. I'm not even joking. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it sounds like you like read Business Weekly about uh, nothing but wrestling. Like yeah, I we, never think about it like that shit. Gosh. Hell no.
2: Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you think of the match, Jason? Um, ultimately, it's it boils down at least for, for my eyes. You know, it's Okada and Danielson in the same ring at the same time. You know, twice in the same year. Um, the, I'm gonna assume that this is a work injury. At the end of the match, that I can't say it's a receipt for Okada losing, but it opens the door for very a, strange ending. Uh, it, it to me, it doesn't. We're we're just talking about it on uh, PSP this week. Um, Okada doesn't have a path to re- a Wrestle Kingdom at this point. He's out of the main oh, event. Oh, Brian. He's out of the main event. I'm assuming at some point they're going to drop these six-man titles probably to TMDK on this tour. Zach, it's Brian.
3: I 100% think so. I mean, like, you can't leave off the way it was, and they sent Okada over for a big show, and I know that Brian is going to go to Japan. He just ain't going for, like, a G1, but I'm sure he wants to do in Japan, especially with him winding down. It just makes the most sense, right? What's a bigger match that you could make um, – Outside of Brian and Osprey, I think that'll happen at AEW.
1: Now we're cooking. Um,
3: in, That's going to be like the best match you've ever seen in your entire life. Danielson, Okada, and Osprey. Danielson, oh. Osprey.
1: Oh yeah. Well,
3: and it's going to be, and it's only going to be like in the same level of like five other Osprey matches this year. <laughs> It's what he do. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's go gonna be my final line. I got to go. My AirPods are dead, and I got to go into this event that my wife threw, or she's gonna kill me. So, All right. Cool. Um, thank you. And uh, well, if I you're dead, we know, you know what happened. happened. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the rest. I'll see you guys. See ya. All right. This is banned from ringside.
1: All right. I think that's going to do for AEW, Jason. Let's get to that. Three
2: count. One, two,
1: three. JCB, you're on the three count.
2: Uh, I guess we're talking Bound for Glory. I did not know this. We're <laughs> walking in the door. So um, allow me a few minutes to. Uh, yeah, did I watch it? Motherfucker, I was worried about it if you watched it. About to say, did I watch it? Motherfucker, I watch it all. Okay, I watch wrestling in my sleep. So let me bring up a. Uh, I'm sorry, Ring of Honor, not Ring of Honor. Jesus Christ, Impact.
0: Um, you guys clammed on me earlier about G5. Put it. Put it in the G5, the G1, your
2: G-mom.
0: <laughs> oh, God. can roll. Oh, nigga, hang on, man.
2: How <laughs> so you dunking on my dead grandmother, man? And i us say, that ain't cool. <laughs> so say, what the fuck's wrong with you motherfuckers this week? Um, Bound for Glory, this was, I guess, that was last Friday, last Saturday, whatever the case may be. It was headlined by Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley for the um, Impact world title i'm still looking up this shit so bear with me uh for those who didn't watch it uh honestly this was one of the better shows that i saw this weekend and it would behoove you to at least dip your toe in it um just for filler busting purposes i will say that if it wasn't for unfortunately um Mike Bailey and obviously Will Osprey just having another ridiculous match. Just it's almost unfair to have that match on this card, and then have you know guys trying to follow this shit. Um, I'm I'm not a huge Mike Speedball Bailey fan. I do like him. I think he. I feel like he's. He's an amazing wrestler, but just ultimately he's bland to me. He doesn't have a, a personality even, uh, you know, as, as humble as he may be. He just doesn't come off as someone that um, that I want to, you know, want to invest in. I want to watch matches with him, but I don't want to be like, oh, this guy is somebody I want to watch going forward. And we've said it before, Osprey is just is who he is um, this run has just been absolutely amazing. It's been it's got like ten more weeks to the year. I almost want to say this is the best Will Osprey match I've seen all year. That's that's saying a lot. But I said I almost want to say it. I said I almost want to say it. All right. Um, let's not act like this wasn't a five star match. It was a five star match. It okay, fucking ruled. There's okay, so, no doubt. So then from that point, ruled. You know, you got. A's across the board. Which A do you like better than the other A? Yeah,
1: it's a matter of taste, I suppose. Uh, I liked it a lot. I I'd put it probably at number four off the top of my head for this year. The two Omega matches in front of it and the Zack Sabre Jr. match. Fair. I liked all all three of those better. But, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way with you, and I, I might eat my words someday, but, like, Mike Bailey, super fucking fun to watch uh I'm not very invested
2: in them at this point uh, I no i'm not i i totally did not uh saying that you're wrong I'm, I'm agreeing with you ultimately like i said
1: did you me. like the main event?
2: The main event and um the women's match were both matches that I were interested in because they both had essentially the same storyline the champion took over from the challenger after the challenger got hurt and had to relinquish the title. I was thinking Trinity would probably end up beating Mickey James because you want to get Trinity over as one of the big impact uh, knockouts talent, put her on the same level as Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, um, Mickey James, yada, yada, yada. Um, that wasn't a surprise to me. I like the fact that, you know, she tapped Mickey out. That's great. You know, a good, strong way to build the babyface champion. The one I was surprised with was the main event. I just thought that Josh Alexander was going to come back and take back over the uh, the top throne from Alex Shelley. I guess a part of me – sorry, Tender Mahal. A part of me is not a huge Alex Shelley fan. I just – he – he rubs me the wrong way in a way I can't describe the build to it. I was kind of like, okay, I, I get why Alex Shelley is, you know, is pissed because it always feels like it's Josh Alexander, but it felt like Shelley was the instigator. He came off as heelish to me where Josh was just trying to show him some respect. And anytime some shit went down, it was usually Alex Shelley that was the instigator of it. So in that scenario, I was a little surprised just because I like Josh, Josh Alexander. I thought this is the second best match of the night, obviously behind Osprey and um, Mike Speedball Bailey. Uh, yeah,
1: I enjoyed this match. Uh, hell, no, it just—I—I I was not—I did not care who who won. So that's
2: well, you don't really watch. I don't really games. watch. Yeah, so yeah.
1: But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was watching this while I was doing other things. I paid a lot more attention to Osprey versus Mike Speedball-Bailey. I did watch, before I didn't realize that I, before I realized that I didn't have any time, I started with the Kenta-Chris Saban match and had a nice little time with it. I thought it was pretty good.
2: Um, Chris Saban retains eleven twenty eight. 28 um, obviously all this is on cage match so if you you know if I fuck it up you can come back and call me out on that uh, PCO wins Monsters Ball um, if you've seen Monsters Ball this is basically what you've seen before not a big deal um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay win back the Impact Tag Titles off of Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. A bit of a surprise, but I do like both teams. I think this is going to be a feud that will go on for quite some time going into 2024, my third highest rated match of the card. Obviously, we expounded on Osprey versus Mike Speedball-Bailey. Call Your Shot gauntlet match ends up with Jordan Grace winning first female to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. Um, She now has an opportunity to... The final two were her and Bubba. And which has been a long storyline. If you watch Impact Wrestling, uh, Bubba kind of punked her out a little bit about six months ago. And now Jordan gets her receipts on Bubba. So that was a nice little long story, uh, long term storyline in that. Um, she'll end up probably facing Trinity at some point. Actually, she called it uh, It's Hard to Kill next year, 2024. We'll talk about that in 30 seconds. Um, talked about Trinity retaining. Talked about uh, Alex Shelley retaining. So that's essentially your uh, Bound from Gory results. Now, Grace calling out Trinity for Hard to Kill in 2024 leads us into the TNA rebrand, and that was something I almost missed because I was – after the Alex Shelley match, I was kind of pissed off. I was getting ready to turn it off, but then it quickly went into the vignette where they're going to rebrand from Impact Wrestling back to TNA Wrestling starting in, really in 2024 at uh, Hard to Kill. I'm sure they're going to change the titles and all that other good shit, yada, yada, yada. I'll just say this. As the guy that watches regularly, I don't know if this is the smartest move in the world, you kind of got to wait. TNA has always been that that has that negative connotation from it. I thought going to Impact Wrestling at least it wasn't the best name in the world, but it was it felt like a queen start. And now you've built this you know nice little brand that's a an alternate to WWE and AEW. Um, TNA just reminds me of the bad old days, and it reminds me of the way the reasons why I didn't watch so I'm curious to see how this rebranding is done um, I'm going to watch until you give me reasons not to uh, there's plenty of talent on there so there's that shouldn't be a problem but how they book how they present shit I will definitely be paying closer attention to that because like I said TNA reminds me of Eric Bischoff Jeff Hardy showing up drunk <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You had Kurt Angle, and I still argue that's Kurt Angle's best run in his career was over in TNA. But when I think of TNA, I think the bad shit first. Dixie Carter before I think of Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle type shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad move. Like, I guess they're just trying to reclaim it or something. Bro, that ain't nothing to reclaim. Do not. That's like, that's like. It's just a bad idea. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds like a made up wrestling faction in a show that's that doesn't understand
2: what wrestling is. It's a bad
1: name i've
2: I've, I've never liked it, but that's just me.
1: I mean, impact's not very good either. I think that you need three <laughs> letters
2: or four letters. I don't think you need it honestly. I mean it would be it's nice to have just for branding purposes. I think the Impact World Title is it looks nice. You know what I'm saying. I mean it's a nice design. I'm not sounds saying like the that
1: American Wrestling League AWL.
2: I almost I was getting ready to I almost sounds like too close to AWA, but you know that's who just cares. Me. I know, I know. That's just me. I don't get. Look, if you win a Powerball, you want to you spend your money and open this shit up and call it the AWL, motherfucker. You know I'm the first one talking that AWL shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, look. <laughs> yes, I mean, pay me no mind. I'll be the hype man for the AWL if it ever happens to come to the pass. Like I said, I just don't <laughs> – say Sorry, Prince Not nah, now. Nah. You might have to get paid if that happens. Um, I just don't think it's the best move, but that's just me. Um, The talent should be fine. It's just – the branding is just – it's unnecessary. You're in a good, nice little sweet spot. Feels like they're on an upswing. Uh, Apparently they're going to put money into this uh, production, you know, bigger venues, you know. So – the production has always been the one complaint that I hear from people that don't watch it on a regular basis. It looks like a weekly house show. I listened, I, to, you.
1: I listened to an interview with Brian Myers on the – that's his name, right? mm mm-hmm. On the uh, Sam Roberts show, and he was talking about how Impact was just like everybody was like working towards the same goal. He was like talking about how great it was backstage and how everybody works together. And Osprey kind of had similar things to say uh, – this weekend
2: after his match against Bailey. So, um, well, so, it, sounds hey, man, like Josh, they got a good thing going. Josh Alexander and um, Will Ospreay had a, t- a tape match. I think it's coming on tonight or somewhere down the line. So, look for that. Um, it'll probably be on their YouTube channel. Uh, Josh Alexander for the G1. I just want to get that into
1: All right. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, that's going to do it for our three count. One. I don't have any odds and ends. Do you?
2: Um, no. I was going to say, you know, PSP 15's out. Check that shit out. Yeah, Um, please hype
1: your other podcast. (laughs) I don't know why you
2: always always talk about, like, you know, it's, um, well. Like like you're cheating on us or something. I don't, I I try to, I always, well, A, I I am. A, I am a rising
1: cheating. tide floats and, all boats. And
2: B, I always fuck it up because the intro I always say "band the side." We'll, I'll live off Jason
1: Bell the <laughs> brand.
2: <laughs> just create the brand,
1: yeah, all right? JCB. J-C- yeah, um, I, will, I will.
0: I will find those motherfuckers. Right. Um,
2: check it out. It's on Visional Visionary Global Media um, on the audio side. Um, obviously, you just got to plug in. Uh, phoenix splash podcast and what's It'll, the difference
1: between the phoenix splash podcast and band from ringside
2: um just we talk about a little more of um joshi pro style and parisu wrestling more um noah more um stardom uh tjpw and then obviously we talk new japan too sprinkling a little All Japan, uh, all the stuff that Japanese wrestling fans want to talk about and listen to that we don't get the chance to talk about here. That was the genesis of it. So we talk about on uh, Phoenix Splash and check out our YouTube channel, uh, Phoenix Splash Podcast.
1: There is. Always a deeper level to pro wrestling. (laughs) Always a deeper level to pro wrestling. Phoenix Flash Podcast.
2: Wherever you find your podcast. That's right, baby. This is banned from ringside.
1: This is banned from ringside. (laughs) Uh, We got some some birthdays this week. Uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk is 45. Taku Mishinoku. Is the Mishinoku driver named after Taku Mishinoku? So, he's only 50? He's, he's what? He's 50. 50 hmm.
2: years old. Wow. He's got a whole move named after him. That, and everybody calls him that. Did you know... Calls it that. Did you know Dusty Baker, I guess, quote-unquote, invented the high five?
1: The manager of the Astros?
2: No. Somewhere... I was listening invent to this... So, the high five. He was... This is—I just heard it on the radio. I think it was on Greeny's podcast or Greeny's show this morning on ESPN Radio. I guess he hit a home run, and as he's rounding first, he puts his hand up like you know what you're supposed to do for a high five. The first baseman coach apparently high fived him, and that was the genesis of what we know as the high five to this day. No, nah, I've never heard that before. I have never heard that shit either. I was
0: like, "Damn!" My dad says, "I bet he didn't do it." when the Cardinals are hitting. Home runs again. <laughs> Eat shit, Dusty Baker. Come find me. <laughs> Fuck you. Um,
1: my, Sorry, Dust. <laughs> my dad used to tell me that when, uh, when, when his high school St. Dominic played Jennings in 1972 in basketball, he showed up off the bus with his hat on backwards, and he says that's when black guys started wearing their hats backwards
2: in 1972. Hey, Dusty Baker, <laughs> shred center. <laughs> my dad thinks he's Martin McFly. Hey, it's your cousin Marvin, Marvin Barry, Barry. Listen to this. <laughs>
1: Martin McFly invents rock and roll. That's what my dad thinks he is for the backwards hat.
2: Oh, no, I'm dead. That's oh, amazingly God. funny. Jesus, silly Christ. bastard.
1: Bobby Fish is 44. Uh, MVP, 50. That don't seem right. That just, I, you know, I get it off this website. They could they could be off by three or four years every time for all I know. Rocky Romero for is 41. Paul 41? Orndorff, 41, yeah. Rocky Romero, 41. That didn't surprise me. That surprised you? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Paul Orndorff, 74. Edge. Uh, Adam Copeland? Yeah, Canadian. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. he is also 50. Uh, Bobby. I missed that dunk. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh R.I.P. <laughs> funniest, funniest to ever do it. damn. Absolute funniest to ever do it. He Chris, threw himself until through Christian that window. <laughs> would have been 79. R.I.P.
0: R.I.P. And my dad, Bob G. 67 this week.
1: Hey, happy birthday, Bob Shut, G. Shout out, Bob G. Bob G's in the house. Tyler Rex is 45. Tyler Rex is now a woman? I forget what her name is. What? Yeah, Tyler Rex is a trans person. W- when
2: not, the fuck did this happen?
1: Not my dad. A couple years ago. No. <laughs> that's no. We're not we're, we're done talking about both dads. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or Canadian.
2: <laughs> the, the lie detector results come in. He is not your father. <laughs> and L.A. Knight is 41. God bless that dude. He's going to have a hell of a birthday. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to our mm-hmm. podcast. For my beautiful family inside. Check. Or Murray the Murray Man Murray check. for Lucha Chris. Check. For Patriot Path. Check. For Tender Mahal Double for check. Vice.
2: Triple for check. For
1: Three Beers Zach Pullman. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell. I'll teach you bitches. I went through that really fast. But you got the rest. Um, support your local weed dealers. Support your local restaurants. Check. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Double check. Call your mom and dad. Triple check. And never. <laughs> Never ever forget. Oh, and I'm Bill Vega. I don't know if I said that. Boo the heels. Boo! Bitch!